Thank you for listening to the Celebration Church podcast. For more information about Celebration Church, go to ccacron.org. There you will find information about our church, upcoming events, and how to make a contribution to the ministry of Celebration Church. We hope this message is an encouragement to you. Romans chapter 8. It's always great when the Lord just changes your message midstream. I'm good for that. I like that. <laughs> as long as he tells me what to say, I'm good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is therefore, Romans chapter 8 verse 1, there is therefore no condemnation. I, we just need to read that together. Can you read that with me? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you know, you may be here this morning and you're carrying around a weight and everything that everybody done did and you did and this did and that did and Jesus let you down, the church let you down and whatever offense you're carrying. But there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No longer do you have to carry on the weight of things of yesterday. You're free. Amen. You can walk in freedom. We no longer live according to the dictates of the tyrannical leader that we used to live under. We no longer have to submit to the father of lies. We no longer have to live under the oppression of the enemy. We have been liberated and we need to live like it. We need to look like we've been freed. That does not look like freedom. That looks like constipation. It looks like you need to go take some med... I have medication for that in my travel bag. <laughs> Jesus wants to liberate you to the fullest extent today. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't have to live under the lie of the past. You, you know, sometimes in our lives, we form behaviors and patterns in our lives based on a lie that we've believed maybe 20, 30, 50, 60 years ago. Somebody looked at us and said, oh, you'll never be good enough. You're a loser. You're this, that, whatever. You're a failure. And you begin to live your life based on the lie that somebody told you years ago. And you've developed patterns of behavior around that lie. For example, you may think that you're a failure. And so when you try to launch out, the Lord calls you to launch out and step out into a new area of ministry or of ministering to someone at the grocery store or maybe just praying. And you say, oh, I could never do that. I'm going to be a failure. I could never be successful doing that. You now live under no condemnation. There's no more guilt. There's no more shame. All of the power of the lies of the enemy have been broken. It's time to start living in the freedom that Christ paid for your life. I'm going to preach myself happy this morning. Good preaching, pastor. If you won't cheer me on, I'll, I'll cheer myself on this morning. <laughs> Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit of God. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled 
in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Who are you walking according? Galatians tells us that if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lustful desires of our flesh. If you find yourself today caught up in sin or destructive behavior or patterns of lifestyle that are not under the freedom of God for your life, then begin to walk in the Spirit of God. Begin to align yourself with the Spirit. How do you do that? Well, you've got to get in tune with the Holy Spirit. You've got to get in tune and begin to walk with and yield to the Holy Spirit. If you want to walk with your spouse, if you want to have fun with your spouse, you have to, you know, let me just pause here. Heather and I, you know, she likes to go running. She's the marathon person. She's the runner. I'm the guy who would rather sit on the couch and read or watch a movie or just hang out. And so, you know, we, we're different in that. But, but because she's my wife and I like spending time with her and I enjoy her company and I hope that she enjoys mine, um, we go running and walking together. And so the other day we were out running and walking and doing our thing and we had Zoe with us and I was actually was in Houston while we were on vacation. I'm pushing Zoe. It was 110 degrees, totally out of my element with, you know, running and walking. I don't do that anyway, but especially in 110 degrees. And so we got Zoe and I'm pushing her along. And Heather is like, you know, 20 steps ahead of me. And she's just, she's, you know, she's going for it. I'm like, honey, would you slow down? I thought we were walking together. Thought we were supposed to be together. This was a family thing. And she's got to slow down and get in the grass and catch up with us. And, and then about 10 minutes later, the same thing happens. We do the same thing with the Lord. We try to either walk ahead of Him or we walk off this different path than He does, whatever the case is. But if you want to walk in the Spirit, you've got to walk in conjunction with the Spirit. You've got to yield to the Spirit of God in your life. Well, how do you do that? You've got to pray. You've got to worship. You've got to do the baby steps that we talk about all the time. Baby step pray. Baby step worship. Baby step give. Baby step be in church. Baby step be in a small group. Baby steps. And all of a sudden, as you're taking baby steps, you find yourself walking and yielding to the Spirit of God in your life. We don't walk according to the, to the flesh. We walk according to the Spirit of God. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, verse 2, has made me free. You know, a lot of times as believers, we try to live our lives based on the works that we do, the good works that we do. You know, somehow or another, we believe that salvation is by grace through faith. And then once we get born again, we think we have to earn the love of God. We think we have to earn His affection. We think we have to earn His favor. When all of those things have been freely given to you, freely bestowed upon you, and the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you aware of the grace and the blessing of the Lord on your life. And so if you find yourself striving over trying to earn God's favor or trying to earn God's blessing, begin to yield to the Spirit of God and say, God, I'm trying to work this out. I'm trying to make this happen. I'm trying to understand your freedom in this, your grace, and I'm just not getting it. Can you help me? How many of you have ever found yourself in a place where you were bound by bad choices, decisions, depression, discouragement, and every time you tried to break free, it was just like hitting the, the glass ceiling, proverbial glass ceiling. You just couldn't break through. You just couldn't get through. And every time you tried to break through, you couldn't get through. Well, that's because you're trying to do it in your own strength. But the minute that you yield to the Spirit of God and say, God, I need your help. I preached on this Wednesday night. Help! 
If you weren't here, get the podcast. It's called Help. That's what we help God. Help, help me in my weakness. Help me, help me to know what to pray in the middle of this situation. Strengthen my right hand. I don't know how to go through this situation alone. I can't face it by myself. If you feel like today that life is piling on top of you, maybe you feel like the the every time you look around you, you see the proverbial law, the policeman's coming along. You did that wrong. Have you ever have you ever been there before? It's every time you drive down the road, this weekend, man, it's Fourth of July weekend. Every time you turn around, there's a policeman. And maybe you feel that way spiritually. Every where you go, there's someone, something telling you, nope, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that, can't do that. And all I want to say to you is step into the freedom that comes by walking in the Spirit. Now, that doesn't mean that we can go live how we want. Of course, there's a balance between the law and, and grace. There's a, mess, there's a balance between the law and the Spirit here. And the law shows us where, we're, where our shortcomings are. The law is there to show us where we fail and where our, where our acts and our lives don't meet the holiness of God. And so it doesn't mean we do away with the law. It shows us, those little policemen all along the way, show us you're going 75 and a 55. Because in Akron, you can't go above 55. Because Akron's, you know, whatever. <laughs> We're stuck on speed limits somewhere. You can't go above, you know, so you just got to slow it down. That's what the law does for us. It shows us where those, those markers are in our life where we don't line up. And we need the Spirit of God. It doesn't mean that we, oh my goodness, I'm going to mess it up. I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, and we just start worrying and fretting and anxiety sets in and worry sets in. Yield to the Spirit of God in your life and allow Him to begin to change you and transform you. He says, he goes on to say, he was condemned, he condemned sin in the flesh, verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh. Now, this is, this is just what I was just saying. Let me take it from Paul's words here, that the righteous requirement of the law had to be met. God does not turn his eye at your sin. He never has. He never will. God is absolutely 100% holy. There is none like him. He is perfect in all of his ways. And so he does not turn his eye away from your sin. Sin had to be judged. Sin had to, pay, had to pay the price. And it was either you and I paying the price ourselves or God had to pay the price himself. And so what did he do? He gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him. Jesus Christ became the price and the penalty for our sin. Upon him was placed the judgment of our sin. Amen. Upon Christ was placed the penalty of your sin. You deserve death. You deserve everything that Christ went through. You deserve it 100%. You deserve the flames of hell on your life. You deserve to spend eternity in hell separated from God. Does God send people to hell? No, you were on your way anyway. God rescued you from hell. God stepped in and pulled you off the path. He rescued you out of your pit. He rescued you out of your place of bondage. If, if God, you know, Paul said, but God who is rich in mercy, have you tasted of the richness of His mercy this morning? 
in Ephesians chapter 2. But God, who is rich, he's abounding, he's wealthy in his mercy towards you today. Have you tasted of the, you know, New Orleans, you know, we're from New Orleans. We like rich food. And you taste, man, you, you taste that the rich, some of those desserts, and it just makes your mouth water. You, you, look, you look at that crawfish etouffee or the gumbo or the, the crawfish fettuccine and all those things. You just see it. Uh, yeah, I'm making you hungry this morning. Don't go, don't go to Bob Evans, but go somewhere else. <laughs> you, you, just, you just start, you're, you know, your mouth. And we have a saying, it's slap your mama good. You just got to slap your, you just got to slap somebody that's so good. Have you tasted of the richness of the grace and the mercies of God for your life? When you taste, when you taste the riches, you don't want anything else. Where you used to find your pleasure in your sin or your, your bad choices and decisions or whatever the case is, that you, wherever you were, wherever you were hanging out. Maybe it wasn't sin, maybe it was just a weakness. Wherever you camped out to find pleasure and fulfillment. When you taste of the riches of God, you don't want those things anymore. There's no longer a desire because you've tasted of something better. You've tasted of the delicacies of heaven. You're, you're dining on the dainty delicacies of heaven, Jonathan Edwards said. You're dining on the feast of Jesus himself, and you don't want any of those other things. So if you find yourself in a place of addiction this morning, maybe you find yourself seeking fulfillment in relationships or, or things of the past have you bound. Dine on the riches of heaven. Live according to the Spirit of God and not according to the law of the flesh. It continues on here. It says, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. How do you know where you're dwelling? How do you know where you're camping out? I said a couple of weeks ago, the, the accent of hell is grumbling. The accent of heaven is thanksgiving. You know, you can, you can go to New Orleans and you can hang out. You can do it here. You can go to the South Carolina. You know, I've been all over different places you go. They all have different accents. Well, when you camp out next to hell, guess what you're going to sound like? When you're living in the flesh and your mind is set on the things of the flesh, out of your mouth speaks the thoughts and the intents of your heart. And so you know real quick where you're, head, where you're camping out, where you're living. And so if you're constantly hearing negative and complaining and gossiping and hurtful things or, or negative things, guess where you might be living? Probably not setting your mind on the law of the Spirit. Probably thinking about how overwhelming your life is. How overwhelming the situations are. How overwhelming uh, life and all of the things that are going on around you are. You're, you've fixed your mind on the things that you see. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? You've fixed your eyes on things that you see. Instead of setting your focus and your attention on things above. The things that you see in this life are temporary. They're temporary. That stupid car that just doesn't run right. I'm telling you, it's temporary. They don't make them like they used to. They're temporary. <laughs> the, the refrigerator that breaks down, it's, it's temporary. I'm telling you, the, the family trauma, tra the trauma of the family, it's temporary. I promise, it's temporary. There's coming a day where the trumpet's going to sound and you're going to really begin to live. And the things, 
And this life will just grow, the song says, strangely dim. You won't even begin to you won't even begin to remember those things. So why do we spend so much time worried about things that are temporary? Why do we spend so much time focused on things that really don't matter in the scheme of eternity? Where we ought to be spending our effort and our energy is living according to the Spirit of God. This is the dressing room for eternity. You're just preparing for things ahead. And so as you begin to yield to the Spirit of God in this life and be prepared by God in this life for the life to come, all of a sudden you might just find yourself like Enoch. He walked with God and he was not, for God took him. And they looked for him and they couldn't find him. Why? Enoch was walking with the Lord. He was walking in the Spirit, so to speak. He was walking with the Lord and all of a sudden... He was gone. I, you know, that's, I kind of hope that would happen in my life. I mean, that'd be pretty cool, just walking along. <laughs> Hello, Jesus. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. It's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner than we think. Moment of walking in the Spirit. So what about your mind? Where are you setting your mind? Where are you setting your attention? I said it Wednesday night. I've said it before. What you worship is what you become. If you begin to magnify life and its problems, guess what you become? Well, how, pastor, then do you handle that situation? Because life is life. Let me tell you. I can tell you life is life. Let me tell you. You want me to tell you about my week? <laughs> I can tell you life is life. We got a pregnant wife that needs a root canal. Our air conditioner went out. We took the paneling off our basement wall, and it was all bowling in, and we found huge cracks on our new house basement wall, and we've got black mold. And I mean, I can just go down the list, or we can just keep going. I'm flying out today to China. My wife's in extreme pain off the truck. I mean, we just keep going. So... Reality check. We all live there. We all live in this place called life. But I don't walk according to the conduct of this world. I don't walk according to my old carnal nature. What do I do when those things begin to happen? Oh, believe me. I want to get stressed. My carnal nature wants to be stressed. My carnal nature wants to be grumpy and depressed and, and complain. And go, oh, God, why are you doing this? Don't you know I'm going to China for you? You all do the same thing, so don't even look like you're holier than me. You do the same thing. So what, what do you do when those situations happen? You begin to refocus. You begin to refocus, readjust. Yeah, life hits you. The attack happens. The obstacle comes. But you see it and see what it is, and then you focus your eyes. Where's the Spirit of God going in this? Where's the Spirit of the Lord leading me? What does the Word of God say? Lord, I worship you. Lord, I thank you. You know, because if you camp out next to hell, you're going to grumble and complain about it. But if you're camping out next to hell, Lord, I thank you that we found those cracks in our wall. Lord, I thank you we found that black mold and my wife was down there demoing the basement and she's pregnant and she found it. Thank you, Lord, that she's going to be okay and that's not going to affect the pregnancy. Lord, I thank you that, yeah, my wife does, you know, she's, she's superwoman. She demos basements and everything. She does it all. Somebody might say, well, what do you do, Pastor? <laughs> I'll have you know that I was working on other projects. <laughs> 
You begin to refocus, refocus and readjust. And Lord, what are you saying? Lord, I thank you that, that you've put this opportunity in my life for you to be glorified. I think about Jehoshaphat. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Jehoshaphat was facing the Syrians. They were after him, and they wanted him dead. They, wanted them, they were out for blood. And so what did they do? They went, and the Bible says they set themselves to seek the Lord. That in the Hebrew means that they laid aside every distraction and zeroed in, focused in, to hear from the Lord. Instead of complaining and grumbling, set yourself to seek the Lord. And what happened when they began to seek the Lord? The Lord spoke to them and said, set the worshipers out front. When you begin to face difficulties and hardships in your life, get yourself a seat to see the salvation of the Lord work on your behalf. Just pull up a front row seat and sit down and say, Lord, I worship you. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Praise the Lord. His mercy endures forever. You don't even have to get spiritual, super spiritual about it and sing, you know, great songs and have a great band behind you and a great oratory of a Thou burning, you know, whatever. You don't have to do all that. <laughs> Praise the Lord, His mercy endures forever. That, you might only get out help, but just begin to sit on the front line and watch the Lord work on your behalf. And you know what happened to Jehoshaphat and his crew? It took them three days, three days to carry off all the spoil. It took them three days to collect all of the blessings that came from the trial that they faced. I want to tell you something. Some of you need to zero in on this this morning. You just really need to hear this. The blessing of the circumstance that you're facing in your life right now will produce more in you than a lifetime of just simple sailing along good times. The hardship that you're facing, the difficult day that you're facing, is producing more of the God character and the blessing of the Lord in you than a than hundred years of smooth sailing. All right. I got to move along. Ooh, I got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> For to be carnally minded, in case you didn't believe me, Paul says it right here. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How do you face difficult days? Walk in the Spirit. How do you overcome hardship and addiction? Walk in the Spirit. How do you get free from the things of your past and the things that hold on to you? Walk in the Spirit. Surround yourself with people who are walking in the Spirit. Fill yourself with worship and things of the Spirit. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, Galatians says, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we have been liberated from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Jesus, that you have freed us. You have set us free. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, why don't you pray with me? Lord, we thank you. We worship you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you, Lord, for liberty. Thank you, Lord, for liberty, that we are free, that if the Son has set us free, we are free. Lord, we thank you that we no longer live after the old carnal nature, but we can live according to the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you for joining the Celebration Podcast. 
For more information, visit ccacron.org or call us at 330-762-7458. You can also download the Celebration app from iTunes or the Android store. With my father, it's so hard.